Hello and welcome to Attic News, I'm Missy Strack. Today the government has announced a full lockdown to deal with increasingly violent protests by groups claiming that Atopia is not owning up to its part in any of the military history of Attic and consequent strained relations with galactic neighbours Minerva. Several groups have taken responsibility for recent violent acts in the capital, Terwan, including Truth for Atopia and the Atopian People's Front. Not to be confused with the previously fringe but currently majority Attic party, the Atopian Front, also known as Atopia First. All Attic citizens must remain at home and are permitted to leave their houses only to go to work or to buy essential items. Security forces have been given sweeping new powers to stop and question any citizen that they encounter outside their home, with severe penalties if they are found to not be following the lockdown orders. Citizens groups are already forming, concerned at the potential misuses of the new laws. Reports that non-Atopian citizens, and especially Minervans, are being stopped and questioned more often than Atopians, are unatopian and totally unfounded. Not to be overshadowed by the big news of the day, we also have a report for you on how Jaffa Kiri's Atopian Front Government are coping with the current protests. And on a lighter note, the Royal Garden improvements in Terwan have been interrupted by a flock of caner birds. The Royal Gardener, John O'Bolly, had this to say. We at the Palace are incredibly pleased with how the garden improvements are going. We are only 10% over on our budget which is an incredible achievement for a project of this size. It's true that we have recently found several nests of rare cana birds nesting in the garden, and we have had to adapt our renovation techniques to ensure that we don't damage the habitat of these birds. On the positive side, we are working on plans to incorporate these majestic birds into the gardens and we expect to be able to have a nature center and cana viewing hut as part of the new gardens when they open in six deck quarters, slightly later than originally planned. Please bear with us through the technical glitches on Attic News as we adjust to the new situation. But don't worry, we are still working non-stop to bring you the news that helps you to live your life. Here on Attic News, we always represent the voices of everyone in Attic. So we went to get your views in Terwan and see how you're finding the current lockdown situation. Obviously, with no one allowed out, we couldn't go literally to the streets. Instead, here are a selection of your comments that you sent in to us. I don't think that the Attic government have thought through the consequences of this new ruling. It sounds on the surface like a sensible suggestion, but... What about the need for people to carry on their lives, for people to move about freely, to earn a living? I don't think there's any malicious intent here, but it really doesn't make any sense for Tier 1 to be locked down like this. Safety first. Hundreds of lives are being lost to violence and we we have to stop this. People are talking about freedom and the economy as if any of these matter when you're dead. We have to save lives first. 
I'm an utopian living in Asperia, where we have had similar restrictions on and off for as long as I can remember. I hope that the new lockdown helps Tiwanians appreciate what they have and that the situation is not the same everywhere in Attic. In more political news, Governor Kiri was yesterday defeated at the Attic Council with their bid to further curtail the powers of the Shah. In the last gubernatorial elections, the Atopian Front and Jeff Akiri themselves stood on a platform of enforcing the neutrality of the Shah and they have been trying to pass this legislation with minor tweaks ever since they got into power four quarters ago. The Shah still maintains her widespread popular support and this is the third time that this bill has been defeated. The Shah made the following statement following the defeat of the bill. Atopians and all Attic citizens, this is the Shah of Atopia. Many of you know me and I consider you all friends. I take my role as Shah extremely seriously. And I understand that my job is primarily to support the current Atopian and Attic governments, not to make policy in my own right. I am not elected to office and it is not for me to determine the will of the people. Our electoral system is well designed to do that. However, one further aspect of my role, one that I hope I will never need to perform, is to provide a check and balance to our government and to step in when all other legal recourse has failed. Today, once again, Governor Keary's government tried to strip away those powers for reasons that are still not entirely clear to me. In my role as a private citizen, I am pleased that this change to the legislation has not been passed not because I hanker after power as the Shah or wish to make any changes to how Utopia is governed, but because I believe that these checks and balances are important for the well-functioning of our society and to strip them away would only make us weaker. An unusual announcement there from the Shah who is always so keen to stay out of politics. In other news, the Attic Botany Preliminary Mission to investigate flora and fauna in locales BST22 and BSS22 sets off today. Attic Botany, or as it's known, Attic B, is the research branch of the Attic government looking into advanced botanical improvements to the lives of Attic citizens. This new trip is to investigate the result of scans taken four quarters ago that revealed the possibility of interesting new fauna that could have medicinal applications. Rasa Fish, the lead scientist for Remote Botany at Attic B, tells us more. Hello Missy and hello Attic News. At Attic B we maintain a comprehensive research programme to make sure that we're using science to promote the interests of Attic citizens as best we can. Over the deck quarters, we've exhaustively catalogued and tested all life forms and geological substances available in the vicinity of Atopia and all areas surrounding Attic territories. 
the results of these extensive studies have been phenomenal. We've eliminated several common yet fatal diseases, as well as creating palliatives to help reduce the impact of many others. This has resulted in a stark increase in the average life excuse, and even more importantly, the minimum life excuse for an attic citizen. To put that in terms of your listeners might be more familiar with, people on average are living longer, and fewer people are dying catastrophically young. Thank you, uh, Rasa. And what impact do we expect the current trip to have? Yes, of course, Missy. Sorry, I do get carried away when discussing botany. (laughs) Although our research to date has been extensive, our work is nowhere near done, and conditions of life are not uniformly brilliant across Attic. Now that we've exhausted the local low-hanging fruit, as it were, we need to venture further afield to get the same results. This led to the creation within Attic B, roughly a deck quarter ago, of the Remote Botany Department. This department uses some of our existing equipment and skill sets, for example, around plant and animal sampling, and of course our research skills, but it also has needed us to draw on the intergalactic travel skills of the Space Corps and develop new capabilities. Thank you, Esvisht. A crew of 20 are setting out on this reconnaissance mission. The trip out will take six quarters, and so we don't expect to start hearing results for at least a couple of deck quarters. This is a time of important news, and as ever, Attic News are at the forefront. The Attic government have announced that they will be holding a press conference tomorrow with further important announcements about the lockdown. Join us here on Attic News as we bring you exclusive coverage. Attic News was written and directed by Zoe Cunningham and edited by Delroy Philogene. Missy Strack was played by Zoe Cunningham, Jeff Akiri by Geraldine Brennan, John O'Bolly by Agatha Ezzedine, Muezzin Talat by Cunnan Lewis, Shah X by Amy Lee Matthews, Rasa Fisht by CMJ Taylor, Drinak Pletzak by Paul White and Lano Tonas by Ty Glaser. Additional voices were provided by Anna Hawkes, Paul White, Angela Harvey and Wesse Houston-Jibo.